Hey guys, I was thinking about something interesting last week. You know, I've been teaching people how to start and grow their property portfolio for for years and years and years. You know, more than six hundred clients, probably. I don't know, like more than two thousand strategy calls and you know hours, literally thousands of hours of Q and A and interviews. And this this one question has always fascinated me. You know, why do most people not know how to think? Like, why do they cause themselves problems and just fail to see? My conclusion is that delayed feedback is the secret to everything. Okay, well, like one thing I found. That smart, successful people have in common is long-term thinking, and a mind that that's wired for delayed gratification. You know, the one thing all the non-smart, unsuccessful people have in common is short-term thinking, and a mind that's wired for instant gratification. People who succeed in life are able to, I found, you know, think far into the future, set a goal for themselves, reverse engineer it back to the now, and. Then basically get to work on the the small, insignificant, mundane task required to actually get there. Successful people's actions don't create effects or feedback or rewards until a distant time in the future, and they're totally okay with that. Like that's normal. Whereas unsuccessful people, they don't think out into the future beyond just a couple of months. You know, they don't set goals, they don't reverse engineer, and they never get started on the mundane tasks required to actually get there because the there for them, the goal is undefined. So, like their lack of future vision means that they can't optimize their daily decisions and then actions. So basically, like they fall back to and and like optimize for short-term rewards. It's like reading a book. You know, it's it's slow. There's no no flashing lights. There's there's no feedback. The gratification doesn't happen until you get like super deep into the book, which is you know thirty minutes to an hour into the book. You know, beyond most people's level of concentration. And most successful people read books. You know, most unsuccessful people watch social media and Netflix. So the point of this rant is if you want. To succeed in life, you got to unhook yourself from instant gratification and start training your mind to enjoy, to actually enjoy the pattern of delayed feedback. You know, good things take time. Mastery takes time. Pretty much everything meaningful takes time. Things that come fast, that come easy, for the most part, are just worthless. So. Short-term thinking and the pursuit of instant gratification feedback is essentially, you know, the sacrifice of long-term desires for the instant reward of now. So having a better today at the cost of tomorrow, and the denial of that fact. You know, I'll read that again.、Um, having a better today at the cost of tomorrow, and denial of that fact. So that's my rant, and I just wanted to use that as the preface for this episode, where、we'll, where I'll be asking, well, basically answering two questions. The first question is how do we buy a property without a deposit, you know, using other people's money, and the second question 
of how to use equity to multiply your property portfolio, to multiply your wealth without needing any cash. You know, everyone's got equity in their home right now. How do you tap it and multiply your wealth, create a multi-million dollar portfolio without putting in any cash? These are the two questions that I'll be answering. And to link it with my uh, monologue at the start, guys, property investing takes time. I'm so grateful that you listen to these episodes because I can tell you most people don't do this type of education that you guys are doing. So pat yourself on the back and keep at it. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. All right, first question, how do we buy a property without a deposit using other people's money? Here it is. So let's say you want to buy a $500,000 property, wherever that is, let's say. Um, regardless of whether it's to live in or it's to invest, let's say for this episode, it's to invest in, you know, you need for a $500,000 property, you know, roughly about 20% deposit, which is $100,000. Let's park lender's mortgage insurance. I've done other episodes on that. We'll come back to that. That's another way to, to get by this problem. But let's say you don't want to play lenders with mortgage insurance, you need $100,000. Let's say you only have $25,000. You're like, all right, well, every day, every week, every month, I can see basically in all parts of Australia, property prices rising. You know, this is killing me because every week I'm just getting further and further away, right? Because that property is rising in value. That suburb, that city is rising in value. So what do I do about this? Guarantor loans. I don't think many people know about these. I don't think enough people utilize them. I don't think enough people are educated to really know just how low risk these strategies are. So guarantor loans. What guarantor means is that your parents, let's say, your parents, they effectively loan you the balance. So you know you need $100,000 to buy a $500,000 property. Let's say you only have $25,000 right? So you've got a shortfall of $75,000, 100 minus 25. So guarantor loans are where your parents, they don't give you cash. They just refinance their own property and tell the bank that they can take, the bank that is, $75,000 of equity from their own house and make up that shortfall of $75,000, minus 25. All right? And the beauty is that your parents don't need to like dip into their savings or offset or anything like that. You know, chances are, if you've been living in Australia for more than one year, you have an incredible amount of equity in your property, right? And if you have parents that live in Australia, chances are they have a ton of equity in their property. So it doesn't make sense for them to be cash rich and their children to be, you know, so poor, quote unquote, insofar as not even being able to get a property, right? It doesn't make sense. And so this is what the banks say. They say, okay, well, parents, dear parents, your cash, your asset rich will take $75,000 out of your property. 
right, will make up the shortfall for your children. So now you've got $100,000, you can buy that $500,000 property without paying lender's mortgage insurance. And by the way, you're like, okay, well, how do I convince my parents that they should actually do this? How do I convince them that this is a good idea? How do I convince them that this is not super high risk, right? Well, it's not. You can repay your parents as soon as the equity that you have in your property is equal to 20%. Okay, so right now, your equity, excluding your parents' 75, is only $25,000, all right? So $25,000, you know, as a proportion of $500,000, the value of the property is very small. You can release your parents from this, you know, guarantor relationship as soon as you have $25,000 plus the balance of 20% of equity in that property. So you might be thinking, well, that's not going to happen anytime soon because I don't save like $50,000 yet. Don't worry. All right. So let's say that $500,000 property rises to $600,000. That might take, I mean, in this environment might take six months, but let's say in normal times that takes a year, two years, three years, you know, let's just Let's just be conservative. That's a very conservative approach if you know what you're doing, if you follow the data, right? Let's say one or two years, something like that, which is entirely, it, it will happen if you know what you're doing in the next, you know, right now, right? So basically in a year's time, your property will go from 500 to 600, which means you do have now 20% equity of your own, right? And so then you just go back to the bank and say, well, I have 20% equity now. I didn't when I started. My parents you know, loaned me their equity, 75000 to make up the shortfall. I got 20% of my own equity now because the property has risen by $100,000, release my parents. Your parents get their money back, their finances are untouched. You get a property that you wouldn't have been able to buy had it not been for this guarantor relationship. If you did not leverage your parents' money, you would have found that in one year, that place you wanted to live or that investment property you wanted to buy would have gone up by $100,000. And now, unless you had the ability to save $100,000, you know, on an annual basis, now you're even further away. You would have been even further away from buying your first investment property or your first property to live. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the whole idea is leverage, getting the right type of debt to get in the property ladder will get you so far. Will not only get you so far, will actually be able to give you the ability to buy a property. So, I mean, that's pretty simple. There's not really much else to be said. Just go through a really good mortgage broker. To do that, make sure you follow data. I mean, I really encourage you, if you're investing in property, you know, there's this is just one finance sort of hack, you could say. There are so many of these finance hacks, you know, 10, 20, 30 ways that people literally burn their money. They literally take their money and put it in the trash because they're not making the most of it. They're not getting a property. They're not investing in real estate. They're not making their money work hard for them. All right. And then they take that 25,000 and put it into crypto and celebrate when that goes up to 50. Then it comes down to 20 again because the market crashes and it's just this kind of like headache and it's not sustainable. You know that you're not going to be able to build a 100, 200K passive income realistically through crypto. Like, let's be serious. What else can you do with 25,000? Not much, right? You can invest in stock market and no one's going anywhere fast with $25,000 in the stock market if it grows at 7% per annum, right? Real estate, because of leverage, gets you so far. All right, guys, and the second question, 
how do we use equity? You know, we all have equity in our homes, property markets booming to multiply our wealth to actually build a much larger property portfolio. Now, even if you haven't been a property investor and haven't invested in properties in the last year, you could be that you have a principal place of residence where you live. You might be living in Sydney, you might be living in Melbourne, let's just say. You might have bought a property, I don't know, five years ago, three years ago for, let's say, $500,000, $800,000. Now it's worth a million dollars, a million and a half. How can we use that to actually build wealth? Many people don't realize that you don't actually have to sell a property to extract its possibility. All right. So what you do is you refinance. Many people don't know this term refinance or take equity out. So let's say you've got a property worth a million dollars. You bought it a few years back for six, seven hundred thousand dollars. There are hundreds of thousands of dollars of what we call equity in that home. What you can do, this is very basic. I want you to look into it if you don't already know. What you can do is you can go to the bank or go through a good mortgage broker and ask that person or ask the institution to value your existing property. They'll value it for you for free and they'll say, look, I think you have about $300,000 of equity. In other words, the difference between your current valuation and your loan. So if you've bought property a year, two, three, four, five years ago, chances are you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in there. That equity is gold. Don't waste it, right? Don't waste that equity. You don't have to sell your property to extract the possibility from that equity. Let's say you can extract $200,000, right? If you go to the bank and say, I would like to extract this $200,000. They will say, okay, so long as your borrowing capacity is fine. And one fine day, they will deposit $200,000 into your bank account. Now that's not free money, it's a loan, but you can do whatever you want with that $200,000. You can use it to buy two or three investment properties under $500,000, maybe not in Melbourne or Sydney, let's say in Brisbane, Adelaide, and Perth, and regional areas, you can invest it, right? The beauty about investing it, and look, this is very fundamental, very basic, but important. The beauty about investing it is that you will take, let's say, $70,000 of that $200,000 equity and be able to buy a property worth $350,000, including all transaction costs, all right? Now, that 350k property, as long as you follow data, will rise in value, right? So let's say you have extracted $200,000 of, um, of equity. With that $200,000 of equity, you should be able to buy a million dollars worth of property. Whether that's two properties or whether that's three properties that are a bit cheaper, a million dollar portfolio you can build using $200,000 of equity. The beauty about that is that $1 million portfolio, let's say in five years time, so long as you follow the data, so long as you know what you're doing, it will grow in value. That growth could be a few hundred thousand dollars, it could be six, seven hundred thousand dollars, it could be five hundred thousand dollars, but let's just say five hundred thousand dollars in five years time. 50% growth seems pretty reasonable. Let's just go with that. Now that 50% growth or five hundred thousand dollars of growth on a base 
of $200,000 is a multiple of 2.5 times, or in other words, 250% return on investment. Where else can you get a $250,000? Uh, <laughs> where else can you get a 250% return on investment in five years' time? Not many places, right? Maybe Bitcoin or places like that. I don't know anything about that, but that's very high risk. Property, you have something you can touch and feel, you own land, right? So that's the beauty of it. You have become a property investor because you started off with equity. You don't need savings in the bank. Even if you have zero savings in the bank, that equity is sufficient to get you those two or three properties. And if you're buying in good locations, under $500,000, you should be building some passive income along the way as well. right? And I, I just think that not many people fully comprehend the possibilities. Those of you who follow me, you'll probably be thinking, PK, this is very basic, very uh, fundamental. It's not really teaching me anything. But this right here is catering to those who are brand new, who know they have made money by their principal place of residence increasing in value, but don't fully understand the consequences, the positive consequences of that. They can go and refinance their principal place of residence, take money out without needing any extra savings, they can use that to build a portfolio that will give them passive income, in other words, net income after all expenses to substitute or add to their PAYG income or business income, and they will build wealth. They will gain that capital growth. This is how many property investors start, right? You don't need savings, and I know that basically all homeowners in Australia have equity in their home because basically everything has gone up in value over the last 12 months, last 18 months. So don't let this opportunity pass you by. Don't think it's high risk. Everything carries risk, right? But in my experience and in the experience of probably hundreds of thousands of investors in Australia, Australian residential real estate is as blue chip an asset class as you can get globally, right? In the last... 40 years, prices have only fallen three times, and the maximum they fell was 5.1% in one year, all right? They've only fallen three times in three years in the last 40 years. Now, history is not always a good predictor of the future, but history does tend to rhyme. There tends to be a rhythm about an asset class. So the point of this is to say, let's just break it down. Your house has gone up in value Go to the bank, go through a mortgage broker, refinance it, get that difference between your valuation and loan out, use it, make your money work hard for you. Especially right now in a time where there is inflation, money in the bank is going backwards. Do something with it. You have this untapped asset. Equity is endless possibility. Use it, use it, use it use it. Because what you'll find is that in five years time, you've built hundreds of thousands of dollars of capital growth. You've built tens of thousands of dollars of passive income, simply because you happen to live through 2020, 2021, where your own home went up in value. Okay, so it's not hard. The steps to do or to follow, go through a broker, refinance, get the equity out, then create a strategy. You know, strategy means what should my budget be? How should I cut up my $200,000? What is the budget? What's the yield that I'm looking for? What should my risk appetite be? Do I want to be an active 
active investor, subdivide, renovate, or that's all too hard for me. I just want to be passive. That's a strategy. Once you have a strategy, then you do location selection, suburb selection. Suburb selection means of the 15,000 suburbs in Australia, where is the data the best for positive cash flow and capital growth? Then it comes to finding the best pockets within those suburbs, right? Because there's always good streets, bad streets, good properties, bad properties in any suburb. Then you need to value those properties so that you don't overpay. Then you need to negotiate so that you don't pay market value. Ideally, you get something at a bit of a discount. Understand the tax side because you can actually save tax on this journey. The legal side, which entities to buy this in to protect yourself and save tax. And then finally, build a team around you. It's not hard. Uh, mortgage broker, conveyancer, um, uh, solicitor, if you if you need that as well, uh, property managers, etc. You just don't need a few good people that will guide you through. It's not scary. Keep it simple, guys. Property investing doesn't need to be scary. Yes, there's you know, days worth of content on my channel about various um, dimensions and aspects of property investing. But at the heart of it, you have equity in your home. I know it. Most people do right now. Use it. And that will mean that in five years time, you look back with a smile because you've used that opportunity. Thank you for being with me, guys. My name is PK. I'm genuinely hopeful that you stuck around and got the most out of this last half an hour of your life. Thank you for dedicating it to your own improvement, investing it in your own financial improvement, and best of luck. Okay.